Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is David Campbell, and welcome back to another episode of the 21st Century Sports Podcast. It has been a long time since I have appeared. I've been around. I unfortunately do not want to talk about the Minnesota Vikings football team anymore, as it kind of bums me out. You know, it's a little depressing to watch them, but I'm back now and joined again, once again, by Gian Tejada. Say hello, my friend. Hello. How are you? I'm doing very well. I'm excited because it is a month away, a month away from, well, a little over a month. I think it's November 18th or under a month. I don't know which one it is. Mm-hmm. Until the NBA draft, which is a very unique time. You know, we get a little bit of some winter NBA draft action, which is always good to see. And uh, your favorite team, the Minnesota Timberwolves, holds the number one overall pick. And just right off the bat, I want to ask you, I want to ask you a question. Do you think the Wolves will pick at number one? Yeah. What? Do you think I think there's two outcomes at this point? I think, I think, there, I think you're right. Outcomes. I think there are two outcomes. There's two possible outcomes. Number one, we pick, we use the pick, or we trade for Ben Simmons. I think those are the only the the those are the only two possible outcomes. I you, don't think see a, after, you don't see a Devin Booker in there? You don't see a, I don't. Uh, a Victor after Oladipo? The, no, I don't. Oladipo at this point doesn't have the, the value of a number one pick. I agree. Um, I would agree with that. And with Devin Booker after the, after the bubble that he had and after the bubble that the Suns had, I don't think he's a little more reluctant to be wanting to leave already. Let me ask so, you, just uh, – I'm going to throw this out there for you, okay? Throw something out. The Indiana Pacers select at – I okay, I'm trying to find it right now as, as we're speaking. They select at – in the late 20s, I know that much, because they got in the bubble. So would you accept this trade? I'm going to, I'm going to say a, a trade for you. You mentioned about Oladipo. The Pacers still pick. Uh, oh, they don't have a first? The Pacers don't have a first one. Doesn't look like it. Doesn't look like it. And never mind. Then that trade's completely out of the water. I was going to say if the Pacers yeah. first pick, Oladipo, TJ Warren, and that first round pick for number one. If that's the case, then I think that's more no, of a debate. Definitely not. I yeah, don't, no, I don't think a, so. TJ Warren had a great problem. Yeah, he did, but. I don't. I. I think it's. I think we're looking at a Lin Sanity type situation. Okay. With him. He's a. He's Born a good sanity. score. I mean, I. Yeah. He's a good scorer, but I. Eh, I'm not the biggest fan of the guy. I will be honest. The thing that the Minnesota Rules right now do not need is yeah. scoring. They have the offense. It's the defense. Mm-hmm. So that's why if they trade a guy for a guy like Devin Booker, yeah, you put up 150 points a game, but you would also give up 160. You know, yeah. obviously that's not an exact number, but um, but let's move along to sit right into it because if you think the Wolves will pick at one, who are they taking, Mister Gianni Dehada? Who do you think they will take, and who do you want them to take? Because those are two very different questions. I think they most likely will take Anthony Edwards, but I want them to take Lamelo. And I, I would, I want to know your reasoning on this. I've just, I've been such a huge fan of Lamelo for what the past like five years, right? Mm-hmm. Since he was like a freshman in high school, I've been such a huge fan of the guy. And since he went to Australia, kind of got away from the whole Lavar situation, 
he's it seems like he's grown up a lot he's I agree matured both on and off the court mm-hmm. i just i i don't know i really really like him okay. i think and you think that him and d load work together in that backcourt yeah he's more of a he's more of a playmaker who d'lo or lamello lamello D'Angelo, I always saw him more as like a combo guard leaning toward a two guard. I, I saw the other way. I saw a combo guard leaning toward the one, but I could go both ways on that. I he um D'Angelo just isn't that good at creating shots for other people. He's great at creating shots for himself. Yeah. But he and he's like I would say he's average to above average, maybe at uh at being a facilitator, but Lamelo just brings the distribution factor to mm-hmm. that backcourt that I feel like we really need. I feel that I feel that as well. Um, personally, I think the Wolves will go ahead and select Anthony Edwards with the number one overall pick, and I think that is that's the choice. I think that is the consensus number one overall. Yeah. There is a lot of talent at the top end of this draft, you know, in Edwards, Lamelo, um, James Wiseman. Uh, is somehow getting slept on. I feel like James Wiseman is getting slept on. I think James Wiseman is going to be the next big, best big in the uh, NBA. Um, I think Denny Avija or Abdija, I don't know his name. I, I'm, I'm really high on him as well. I think it's, oh. I think it's Avdija. I saw, I was watching Avdija? some Avdija? tape yesterday. I think it's Avdija. I'm just going to call him DA or Denny. All right. And uh, Denny is a, a big high. I'm really high on Denny as a Chicago Bulls fan. I will hope and pray that we select him at number four overall. Um, we got a new front office, new everything. We call, kind of revamped everything. And I think that Denny fits our team perfectly. Let's get into some players here, Gianni. I'm just going to start naming players. And I want you to, want you to, I, I want your opinion on them. Let's start off with uh, one of those controversial players in the NBA draft, someone that you hate. Obi Toppin. Okay. He, I, I mean, I, I'm going to talk about him. Like there's the potential that we draft him at one. I don't think, I think that's a complete waste of a pick. Mm -hmm. He's only two years younger than our duo already. Uh, Of, uh, and of Malik Beasley and Wanderd and Gomez, of course. Yes, exactly. You got it. That's the one. Um, and he, he can stretch the floor kind of, but he's pretty much kind of when he, when it comes to shooting threes, it's kind of just corners and he's mostly a, you know, like get it done in the post type of player. He's undersized. What? What? Uh, He's like, he's, he's more of a, like a get it done in the paint, like back down, do some, some post moves type thing. He's a flyer. And yeah, but he's undersized. And For a power forward, based yeah. on based on what I've seen, he's his he excels the most back to the basket. And that's yeah. not kind of like a really kind of like a Jordan Murphy from the Minnesota Gophers uh, a couple of years ago. Jordan Murphy was extremely undersized. Jordan Murphy was like six six, six seven. And um, yeah. Toppin's a bit more six nine, which is undersized, a little undersized for power forward position. Uh, the biggest thing that I know that you don't like him about is he's old. He's a, he's an older player, and um, mm-hmm. when it comes to the NBA, you you don't you want guys that are going to progress and grow, um, that eventually become really solid NBA talents. Yeah, and I don't think have he has the. Little, I think Obi Toppin has the potential to win Rookie of the Year. 
But then, I don't. And even more than that, I think he does for sure. I think he'll be top eight for sure when rookie of the year. But then after that, how much is how high is he sitting? That's the question I think we have to ask ourselves. How high yeah. is it? How high is it sitting for Obi Toppin? And to be honest, I think he's on. I think he's on a, a low floor and a, and a low ceiling, which which isn't really. But that's just my take on him. Um, another guy that I want to touch on here that we mentioned earlier is James Wiseman. Do you think the Golden State Warriors take James Wiseman at number two overall? For sure. For sure, no doubt. Why? I don't think I don't think there's no doubt right in now, my mind. And they do they do not have uh James Wiseman going at number two overall. I'm looking at some he is got exactly what they need. Like literally there's Anthony Anthony exactly. Edwards is going a lot there. This one has uh Denny going there, but the most common pick I will admit is James Wiseman at number two overall to the Golden State Warriors. And he is you're right, he's exactly For- what they need. They will have a stud yeah. starting lineup if they had James Wise. For the Warriors, it's like it, like the stars aligned for them. Yeah, perfectly. Literally. Like they have they have they get an off year for their two best players, mm-hmm. and get into get high in a draft where they where there is a great center, which is what they've needed for the past four years. Yeah, even more. Honestly, I would say the past five years. Yeah. Who do they have in 2015, the first ring? Their big was Draymond Green. Lee. Oh, I guess they had Bogut. I completely forgot about Bogut, but like, yeah, even then, like, and you can't forget David Lee was on that team too. David Lee, absolute legend, is a stud stamp. David Lee, you know how it is. But I think I think you're completely right. If they get Wiseman, that 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 starting five is is honestly, I think that starting five is the best in the West, and I think that starting five is the best in the league. I'm completely honest with you. I think the 35 is the single best starting five in the league. Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Wiggins is obviously. Wiggins he has the potential is Wiggins. to be moved. And he has, yeah, moved, he is. But other than the Warriors, because they obviously did, who is taking that contract? Who is taking that contract? I don't know. I've seen tons of like mock trades. And they're all just completely ridiculous. I don't think any of them have the potential. Like I saw one, it was. Wiggins, the second pick, and I think like Jordan Poole for Embiid. It's like I, I, I that it's too. just ridiculous. Yeah, they're not gonna. They're, I don't. Yeah, there's, there's no way the Sixers. I think the Sixers. Actually, I think it beats the one. I think sorry. I think Simmons is the one you build around. So I'm not against trading Embiid, but I I, I would say I think the Sixers aren't going. Personally, I don't think the Sixers are going to trade Simmons or, or Embiid. And I think if they do, they'll trade Simmons to the Wolves just because the Wolves really want Simmons. And mm-hmm. he's friends with Cat and D'Lo. But to be honest, I don't think they trade either because you have two, you know, generational talents. I don't think that – I don't think that you uh, – I don't think you trade either of those guys, personally, personally for me. They, I, I, they're both great players. Mm-hmm. It's just they do not – their systems don't fit. Or, excuse yeah. me, they're – their play styles don't fit. That's Same like, time, it, you know, it's really, really unfortunate. Yeah. I mean, it would have been nice to see if, you know, if that, I mean, Kawhi Leonard obviously made a huge shot. It would have been nice to see how well the Sixers would have done if that never happened, but we'll never know. That's a, what if, um, let's move on here. I want you to give me a guy, Mr. Tejada, a guy who you love in this draft. And it could be anyone you want a guy that you, here we go. Better question for you. A guy that you want 
that you're keen to take. That's not obviously number one. So maybe a guy at 17, maybe a guy at 33, because the Wolves have the 33 overall pick as well. Who is the guy that you want your team to take? At 17, I would like, ideally, uh, Precious Atua. Okay. Very, uh, he's very good, especially in, you know, what you want, you want to draft. These. You want to draft good players. So, yeah, I'd say. Yeah. Well, I mean, he, I think he is, he's like, he kind of fills a James Johnson type role. He makes James mm-hmm. Johnson a little bit, um, I don't want to say irrelevant, but like he, he, he can replace James Johnson. He's a very good interior scorer and a great rebounder after, after Wiseman went out after their first two games, he stepped in and played amazing for Memphis Averaged 15, it's about 16 and 11. Yeah. I've, I'm very, I'm very high on him. I, I, I would agree. Um, I think precious is a guy. Also one thing you had to mention, I think that's great value. If you get him at 17, that's really good value. Yeah. There, I think he has the potential to become a very solid NBA NBA player, and I think if you get him at at something that is that's a pickup right there, that's a steal. Um, I'm gonna go to a guy I really like here, and we're gonna talk with this guy for a little bit longer, and it's from our hometown of oh, Hopkins, Minnesota, it. Zeke Naji, who is oh, a my. projected late first round, early second round pick, and oh man, I love. Zeke Naji. It, it, it's so hard not much. to. It's hard not to. You know, Zeke Naji is from our hometown of Hopkins, Minnesota, and we watched well, him play in the gym. Technically, technically, no, he's not. Technically, but, no, he's not. He transferred. He transferred to Hopkins, but I mean, we treat him as his own. We treat him as his own. Yeah, we do. He is a great player. He had a phenomenal year in Arizona. People brought it. All these great players: Nico Manning, Josh Green. You know. Guys like this just a stud backcourt. And the best player mm-hmm. on that team was Zeke Naji. Zeke Naji was the one that really stole the show. He has great athleticism for a big. He can has an all right shot, nothing too special, you know. He's 6'11, 240. He has a 7'2 wingspan. He is a stud. Talk to me about Zeke Naji. I think the first thing that needs to be mentioned is if he fills out, I think any, like, I think defenses are scared because his frame just sets him up to be an amazing post scorer. And it looks like he has the skill to not only finish at the rim, but like take the floater. You can say that's bad about him. The only, all the only thing is he, I noticed this when he was in high school, and I've seen it when he was at Arizona. Mm-hmm. I think he needs to be a little bit more like ferocious. I think he needs to have a little bit more of an edge on both on both sides of the ball. It just doesn't okay. seem like mm-hmm. he's. It just doesn't seem like he's fully there yet. But I, I think, think he will. I, be. I'll agree with that defensively. I think Zeke needs to be there 100 percent defensively. But I, I, what I, the best part I love about Zeke Johnson, uh, Zeke Johnson, Zeke Naji, nope. where, um, yeah, Zeke Johnson, new player. Yeah. Who's that? Zeke Naji. Best part I love about him is the fact that, and you talk about the ferociousness, you know, where he shows that is in transition. He's a quick, big, yeah. he can move up mm-hmm. and down that court fast and he, he catches the ball well. Honestly, in transition, he's not a bad dribbler whatsoever. 
we've seen him take it to the rack multiple times, slam it on guys. Yeah, I mean, we have seen that in Whoa. person. Zeke Nas, he's a stud. I I don't know what else to say about him. He is so good, honestly. This mock draft I'm looking at right now has the Minnesota Timberwolves taking him at thirty. There's not much else that needs to be said. So I would I don't love know. to see it. That would be awesome if the if the Wolves got him. I think he can actually thrive in that situation as well. But who knows with him? Another guy I want to touch on, another Minnesota guy, is Daniel Oturu, who is six ten mm-hmm. center from the University of Minnesota, a sophomore. Oturu wasn't extremely spectacular in his season. He was all right, just a solid big, but he thrived last year and he became quickly one of it's tough because there are a lot of really good bigs in the big 10, like Luca Garza on Iowa and Jalen Smith on Maryland, who I'm not so high on. I would say Otru uh, is a better big than him. I think uh, Otru had a, actually, I think I know Otru had a great year at the university of Minnesota. Like I said, really thrived under that system that just, just attacks like, Hey, we're going to attack you in the paint. We're going to be you bully ball style. And he mm-hmm. got stronger as well. He's also – I've been hearing a lot of reports from Darren Wilson, uh, who's a KSTP news reporter, that uh, he's really impressing teams on the online combine so far and online interviews. I think he's a high IQ player. He's really worked on his shot a lot, which was probably his one weakness, heavy weakness, was the fact that he couldn't stretch the floor. But now he's working on it. I like what I see from Daniel Oturu. Do you have anything to say about Dio? I mean, he pretty much summed it up. There's not much. I don't. There's not much else that I need to. That I feel I need to say. I mean, I did kind of go on a bit of a bit of yes there. <laughs> I kind of went off about him. Daniel Oturu is a stud. I love him so much. I love to watch him in the Gopher uniform. He will be dearly missed. But let's go to another guy that you really like in this year's draft, Mister Kagan. A little bit of a, a sleeper. Uh, FSU forward Patrick Williams. Yeah, I am okay. really, really, really high on this guy. Based on what I've seen, he looks like a more athletic Bam. Okay, that, that's hard I, to say because Bam's very athletic. Dude, have you seen? Bam's an athletic guy. Have you seen him? Have you seen Patrick Williams? I've not watched a ton of uh, film on Patrick. He's great. He looks really, really, really good. He puts in the effort on both ends and very – he's not a great size 6'8", but he has a like he has a seven-foot wingspan, long legs. He's got a great motor. I, mm-hmm. I really, really like this guy. Like, I'm a big fan. Big fan of Patrick Williams. Uh, yeah, one of the like and I was not expecting this. to be – what's that? He has one of the youngest players in this draft class. <laughs> 19 years old. There are some issues, of course, but he is 19 years old. One thing that uh, I do like about Patrick Williams, the little bit that I know about him, is that he actually has a somewhat efficient jumper, which a lot of guys at 6'8", you know, that bay forward can't really say. There's a lot of guys, I think, in this draft that need to work on their shot. Um, but he is, you know, Patrick Williams is, shoot, is, I would say, capable of shooting effectively off the catch or the dribble. And, you know, he had the during his time in college, like during Florida State, like the, the few games I watched him in, what I noticed is that he really, much like Zeke as well, he can really push the ball in transition. And I have and to admit, he's he's athletic I, enough. <laughs> you're kind of talking me into loving Patrick Williams right now. Maybe, maybe I got to watch Dude, more film on Patrick I was, Williams. 
you gotta i was when i was checking when i was doing research for this i was i was like oh patrick williams yeah it doesn't sound like he's gonna be anything because generally the guys with those like very typical names mm-hmm. are kind of just like forgotten about but he looks great i'm i'm really yeah. i'm a really big fan this box draft has him going to 10 to Phoenix, but there's another one that had him going to 15, Orlando, which I don't think Orlando takes him. I would say Orlando will get a big no matter what. Um, I mean, sorry, not a big, a guard. <laughs> sorry. I don't think uh, – What do you mean? I don't, you, don't, you don't think they're going all in on Markel Fultz? I should, honestly, I think Markel's career is not over yet. I, th- I thoroughly believe that. But if I'm being honest – they have the bigs. I think they have a ton of bigs. And Vucevic is obviously the main one. Aaron Gordon plays. It wouldn't. Mo Bamba. It honestly, it, I'm, Mo Bamba is not turning out, I don't think. And it wouldn't shock me if they moved Aaron Gordon. It really wouldn't. I he's, actually, he's a fun yeah. player to watch. He's crazy athletic. But with the system that they have, he just doesn't fit at all. No, he's, I agree with that. I think, I think, I think he's making a lot of money. I think they try to take a three like Sadiq Bay or um, if Aaron Naismith or Naismith falls to him. I see both those guys going there. Uh, yeah, that's enough about the magic. I don't know why we just went on a little bit there about the magic. Let's uh, let's switch it up here. How about a guy that you uh, that you don't like so much? Is it Jay Scrub, shooting guard from a Juco? No, it's not. <laughs> Jay Scrub. Well, we already be, talked about which OB has Toppin, to be the so. worst name of all time. Jay Scrub. Like, not a what? great name. Don't not love a great that name. one. I mean, who's the guy, who's it's, the guy that you it's on par with. It's that name is yeah. on par with Frank Brickowski. Um, I would say so too. We already we already talked about Ob Toppin, so I'll move on from him. Yeah, uh, guy that I'm not a big fan of as a person, Tyrell Terry. Really? I wanted to watch. I actually kind of like Tyrell Terry. He has put in the work this offseason. He's gained about, I want to say, 30 pounds. I could be completely wrong there. And if I am, I'm sorry. But he has put on some weight because listed here, he's 6'3, 160. No chance he's 6'3, 160 anymore. He's been putting the work. Yeah, I think he's 6'1. No, I I don't I don't think he's 6'3. I think he's 6'2 at the most. Okay, um, really? I think realistically he's 6'1. Um Okay. Interesting. He do you know where he went to high school? Yeah, he went to De La Salle High School in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Yeah. A uh, friend of mine was playing baseball against him a few years ago, and he was just – it wasn't you. It wasn't uh, me. He was like – it wasn't you. It, okay. He was a, like, super cocky, like, super arrogant, like, talking trash the entire time. So, just based off of that, not the biggest fan of the guy. Also, but he plays basketball. Player, and he he played looks, him in, wait, you said he played him in baseball, so he'd probably dick because yeah. it's probably pretty bad, I would say, because uh, um, basketball players don't, don't, aren't, aren't good at baseball. Um, what was I saying? As a player, he looks good. Very, very capable at creating his own shot. Good at moving off the ball. But he's kind of undersized, pretty good at passing. I think like a Trey Young, like a mini Trey Young, if you I can make it, if you can be more mini than Trey Young. Yeah. I don't think the thing with Tyrell Terry is I don't hate him. I just feel like there are a ton of players who have higher upside than him. And I think there are a ton of players who are just better than him at his position. I don't think mm-hmm. he goes if he does go in the top 15, 20, I don't think that's a good pick. I wouldn't take a guy like Tyrell Terry. I, you know, I'm looking at some of the other guards that I would 
if I would rather take a guy like I would take a guy like uh, R.J. Hampton. I would take uh, even no, like a Nico Manning. No, no. Even like a Nico Mannion, who people I hate on Nico Mannion. Not. Anyway, I am not me, a fan me, of R.J. Neither, neither am I. But I'm I, I'm not like a big R.J. guy. But I'm just saying, I would rather take a guy like him who I think have a higher ceiling at least. Because I really don't think Tyrell Terry is anything too special. But I do like him. Like I think he has the work ethic. That's what I'm saying. I think I think he has the work ethic. That's just me. I want to touch on a guy real quick here that I don't really like so much. I mentioned him earlier. That's uh, Jalen Smith. Not a big Jalen Smith guy. I think he is a little overrated. Um, 6'10", 215. He's a power forward slash center from Maryland. A big thing that a lot of people like about Jalen Smith is that his ability to shoot the basketball, ability to stretch the floor. But when it comes to being a big, you got to be able to do a lot more than just that. And I think Jalen Smith all around kind of lacks in the department of defense. And that, that just worries me. Um He'll go mid-round, late-round pick. I'm not so high on him, but that's just – I just wanted to mention that. Um, got a few minutes here, Mr. Tejada. Any players that you want to just quickly shout out that you think are going to have a decent career in the NBA? Yes, I want to talk about Josh Green. You mentioned I would him love to talk very about Josh quickly Green. earlier. I love Josh oh, Green. Oh, my goodness. I am such a big fan of the guy. I like, love Josh Green. The, I've, the one tiny little thing that I think needs to be fixed is the way that his feet are set when he's taking, when he's taking jump shots. That's okay. the only thing, everything else about him, I think is great. He's yeah. very athletic, seems very, very capable on defense and getting, you know, steals, turning, turning defense into offense. And mm-hmm. that three is unbelievable. His, yeah. his shot is amazing. I would say, and yeah, Keep people, going, people are forgetting He's like he's looking like a like a mid twenties type draft or type yeah, position. I know, and I just I that's a big steal for me. I would completely agree. Um, he did start uh, struggling a little bit. He battled back from some mid season struggles uh, from the perimeter last year. So he only averaged twelve points, four point six rebounds, and two point six assists over thirty minutes a game which is a lot, uh, a lot of minutes for college. Um, I will say this. I think if you're comparing a Josh Green to a guy, I would say he's a undersized Cameron-ish. A little, a little under, a very undersized. I don't know. Cameron-ish is like 6'8", From... big guy. But Josh Green is like 6'5", six, yeah. six, like, mm-hmm. probably. I think he has a shot like him. I do like Josh Green, though. Um, another thing that quickly I love about him is that his defense. He is a yeah. – he's very – he's a focused defender. He really, um, especially in ISO, especially in the ISO game. Um, but that's just me. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm, I love him. I'm a big fan. And I don't know if – I think Cam's definitely a good shooter, and I'm a big fan of Cam, but I think Josh Green's already better. Okay. Already a better shooter than him. He Like, the, he – I don't know. It's just I, – I don't want to overrate him, but – it look he looks like a more athletic Clay Thompson. Wow, that is a bold yeah. statement. I know. Uh, I it's don't think this the, will be like, the. Uh, yeah, sorry. You're, you want to go something? You want to go ahead? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I'm gonna finish it up. So, if you have any last words to say, um, we're out of time. So. No, I think I'm all good. All righty. Well, this will probably be not the last NBA draft 
podcast. You guys here. We got a month away, and we're going to be talking about that. And just a quick non-draft prediction. Who you got on Saturday? Khabib, Nurmagomedov, or Nurmagomedovraga? Khabib. Nurmagomedov. Or Justin Gaethje. I mean, do I don't I don't feel like I even have to tell you. I, I would. I want Gaethje's the audience. Great. Gaethje's great. Mm-hmm. It's just I think I think Khabib is one of, is a top five UFC fighter ever. Uh, yeah. He, I, I will be cheering I, for I Justin Gaethje. I will be cheering for. Just, I hope I hope Gaethje wins. But so do I. But, but the mad respect with Khabib, you got to respect the man. He is. Mm-hmm. He is he is one one hell of a man. Let's just say that. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I would say that. I don't know if I'd say you got to respect the man. You got to respect his respect ability. the fighter. I'm, yeah, I'll respect. Not the a fighter. not a great fan of him as a guy. Neither of I. But yeah, as a fighter, he's unbelievable. I've nothing. There's never been anything like him, and I don't think I right. ever will. So, yeah, I'm going to go Khabib as well, unfortunately. But that'll be it. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at DavidCampMIZ. Make sure to follow Gianni Tejada on Twitter, Gianni Tejada underscore. And for that, we will see you guys next time.